Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Oh, my God. Another day, another dollar. Mm-hmm. Let me know when the dollars happen. Oh, it, they're happening right now. <laughs> uh, today, we're actually talking about something really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I think a lot of people are interested in even just hearing about if they're not uh, into it themselves. Yes. We've got a great guest in the form of Dave Buddha. Yes. And Dave Buddha runs a blog that talks a lot about open and polyamorous relationships, mm-hmm. including uh, you know, questions just on relationships. It's not just polyamorous uh, lifestyle. And the fact that it's like about philosophy and love and that yeah. his last name is Buddha. I mean, yeah. he had no choice but yeah, to he had name to. it Buddhism. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he co-founded Intimacy Fest. So I'm hoping maybe he can what do... What is Intimacy Fest? It's like a fest where you're intimate. So oh, basically, oh, I it's guess a bunch I of... could have come up with that description. <laughs> <laughs> intimacy Feast. And that's a, another a different oh, thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I feel like maybe he'll teach me how to hug correctly because we'll... I've gotten a lot of complaints it, it, about wearing that shirt. I'm sure he's going to oh want to hug gosh, you. Bro, I wanted to express God. myself. He uh, just celebrates. so everybody knows, Meryl's boobs are hanging out like nothing I've ever seen before, like like a, on a big silver platter. And just so everyone knows, I am working on my sexual self-expression mm. and my connection with my community. <laughs> <laughs> well, the community is definitely watching. I'll tell you that. Uh, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back with Dave Buddha. Yeah. Come on kids now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Mero Climo I don't even know how it works Okay, we are here with Dave. Dave. Yay. Dave. I, I feel like you Dave. already like him, Bo. I know you would. Oh, 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 well, I guess I have to now. Now she said that, and it would be yeah. really awkward if you didn't. Yeah. What well, does Dave like me, Meryl? Yeah, so you don't know. I can't answer you don't on behalf know. of Dave. He's his own man. Oh, but as I'm we're going to talk about in this so episode. So far, so cool. So <laughs> wow. I'm not oh, my yeah, own you're man. Right. You're oh, my a gosh. Dick. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice <laughs> that I just did that. Dick. You own Bo, is what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Bo is not his own man in your eyes. <laughs> we'll get into a lot of possessive. We're going to get talk. into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I am so happy to have you here today. Uh, I really I admire and appreciate your work. 
from not even from afar from our computer screens which i guess we're all kind <laughs> from, of doing that <laughs> from my window yeah. that you've been hiding out on yeah. ladder <laughs> outside my window yeah. that's fine me pretending that i thought you lived in la that was just me like being like what i wasn't sure yeah uh, well that's like a that's like kind of like a compliment to people in san diego that like do music yeah like, oh are you in la now uh, you're totally you know because right. you're like you're like you could be something yeah yes. same thing with actors not that i want to yeah. be right you know yeah yeah we have a friend that does half the time have you ever considered that like he splits no. his is that time. mel oh. uh no i love no, mel though yeah, yeah yeah he's great no i i don't like la i would like i don't and i don't actually aspire to have a famous music career either so okay. i'm not there would be have to be a really good reason for me to go to la well you have so much else going on as well yeah i just don't i don't know music career i mean this is like a, not a long story but this is i just like don't I love playing music mm -hmm. and I don't love the music business here mm -hmm. here my not, friend I mean yeah. I, don't know, I have I mean I have I have friends that are doing great and very quote unquote successful and they're not any happier right <laughs> like n and not that any kind of level of success in any business is supposed to make you happy and of course there's that myth sure. everywhere but like you know uh it just seems like music it just makes the more you, the more quote unquote success you have, mm -hmm. there's the more problems and yes. the more uh, and now you're just like now you're running a business as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you have basically people who depend on your income, which is otherwise known as employees. And mm -hmm. I just don't have a desire to run a company. Uh, what based percentage on my creative output? You know? What percentage of your career are you uh, doing music in? Well, currently, right now, I mean, yeah. right now, I'm, I'm, one of the ways I'm just making some cash is playing like three or four nights a week, just okay, at bars right. and things, and I just love that because yeah. it takes zero planning. I show up and I heckle people and <laughs> tell them that they're idiots and get off the phone, and then I play music, and then you know whatever. So you can and make that's money fun. doing that right now. I mean, you can make money doing that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like it's great. Um, I love it, and actually, what's cool is, I mean, I took a break from that for a little while, and I've been back at that for like three or four months. Um, I, the money's good, but I'm. I feel like I'm doing it with the same enthusiasm I did it back in college when I started. Right. Really? Which uh, which is me which looks like, you know, if it's a 3-hour gig, oftentimes I just won't take a break. I'll oh just my go gosh. 3 wow. hours straight and if I'm having fun, I'll just keep going. Yeah. And I'm I'm very committed to not being a union musician. So what is that? Not literally. There's an isn't oh, it? Okay, there isn't yeah. I don't know, there may be a musician's union, but like I joke with my, my bass player. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, don't they give you free healthcare? Yeah, no, no, I was thinking in, li in literal terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, my, I joke around with my bass player. Um, he, and I, most of the time I play solo, but if I play a band, um, uh, you know, he's like a union guy. I, he's always like, he's like, hey, he's like, come on. He's like tapping uh, his ears. He's like, yeah. it's been 50 minutes. Where's our break? I mean, he's, you know, we're friends. He's not angry about it, yeah. but like he likes taking breaks, you know, when you're quote unquote supposed to. And I'm just, I'm there and I'm like, you know, my theory and the way I try to work it is like, I'm doing this. I came here because it was fun. Yes. And yeah. I'm going to continue doing this because it's fun. And if it's not fun, I'm going to go work at a fucking bank or something, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, because there's plenty of jobs you can do that are not fun. Oh, so much. Working in and music. Why I'm kill music? Yes. Why kill the, the, the fun of this? You know, and so I just have it very, that's how I relate to it. And, um, you know, I, I will always, uh, so I just, that's what I try to do. I try to just keep it fun. I guess first, like, how did you become involved with, um, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg thing, or were you kind of into more, like, different types of relationships first, or were you more into the writing about it, and that led to you having... Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah, what the I know too much already. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the listeners, yeah, yeah. Break it down. Um, 
Bro, don't glare at me. I'm not glaring no. at you. Jeez, I'm just asking. Like, <laughs> let's let the listeners. It's just a little bit of a wide under eye, little, little eyebrow. Just kind of understand. Like a, like a come on, well, Meryl. Meryl no, know. you know how this works. No, it's like let's this. Because Meryl's like, you know that thing we were talking about the other day. Yeah, let's talk about that. Remember what Sally? That? Remember, <laughs> that? Remember Sally? Remember from Sally? Context. Yeah, remember context. Right. But still, maybe Dave can do some like love heart opening exercises Meryl, with us. Meryl, okay. Yeah. yeah, context. We're just setting. <laughs> we're, we're setting, setting this up. the stage. This oh. is a podcast. This isn't your living yeah. room. Bo, it yeah, it kind of is. It actually it's is my your living room. room. It's, it's Bo's mine. living room. Yeah. <laughs> Bo makes the rules here. What we right? want to do? We're gonna make this. He's really his own man. I want him to speak from his heart. Okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Even though my shirt. We're gonna do this too. thing where we ask a question, and then we let Dave talk. Is he, are you sure this isn't the old married couple podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. So, Dave, tell us a little bit about the blog that you're working on. Uh, well, so I have a blog. Um, Meryl's referring to the Facebook posts, which is also awesome, and I love posting yeah. on Facebook. Typically, I just, you know, I decide whatever content I generate just goes on the platform it seems most suited for. Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing something that's a thousand words, I'm going to put it on a blog. Yeah. If I'm if I'm taking a pretty picture, I'll put it on Facebook or Instagram. And then if I'm writing something that's 200 words, I'll put it on Facebook. Okay. S- short thing, I'll put it on Twitter and Facebook. Whatever, you know, just I just kind of do what I do. And if you want to be a deer, somewhere. you go to Snapchat. If you, what? you just want to make yourself like a dog or like yeah, have no, angel eyes or something. I want hearts on my nose. Wait, actually, as a side note, which sort of has to do with relationships, I've been on, I'm on Bumble just <gasps> because it's kind of fun. And I don't know, I, I think I, I'm really weird. So I'm not a good choice for most people right. on there. But it keeps me connected to like what normal people are doing. That's in, weird. In I life. didn't, I wouldn't say that you're weird, even though you showed up in, uh, in an full body cat suit. It's a <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's licking his paws. Yeah. Right. Licking their paws. Right. Don't mind me. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm going to leave. I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to leave it. I hope, I hope somebody thinks that I'm in a full body cat suit. Are all the it's girls like... leather. It's like a leather. It's like Catwoman cat suit. Now, do you swipe if someone's like, I'm looking for like my Prince Charming or like if you well, know that. So, I mean, I have different theories on Bumble, but one of the things that reminded me when you said Snapchat is that I see women all the time on Bumble posting pictures of themselves with these Snapchat filters, and I'm like, "What oh, the fuck yeah. are you doing?" Yes, <laughs> this is so stupid. I don't want to date like, a dog. Do yeah. I picture? Do I do I send like you know? It's not like I'm hoping to see what you look like. Yeah, if that's the purpose <laughs> of these pictures. Wait, like on the filters, do they? Yeah, have no, they're the filter where it makes their eyes really big. Like yeah. they look like anime characters. Yeah. Like this is not a good representation. It what thins you, you out and makes your eyes bigger. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like yeah. So that's weird. So if anybody's listening to this and they're happening to be a female, stop, stop doing that, please. When I was looking at Bo's Bumble a while back, that sounds weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was noticing like so many women make their main picture bikini photos as well too. Of course, that's great. Like, wow, really? Of course. So I guess that's funny because well, you're leading with what I mean, men want to s- men like to see it. There's all. an uh, you know so there and this is a, this is generalizing men and women. There are exceptions to this, and I don't because I don't like too much when it gets overly genderized when it's like men are this, women are this. I mean, I think right. except, but for the most part, like men are attracted to physical beauty, mm-hmm. and we want to see like the authenticity of what is going on for a woman. And so we don't want her to try to fool us with like zigzag oh, patterns yeah, and shit. Right. Yeah. We just want to see what her body actually looks like, <laughs> you know? And it's not, we don't need perfection, but we just want to see a body. We're like, so to me, it, I don't care if they have a bikini photo. What I care about is the authenticity of it. Yeah, that you can and, actually and, see and their body. But, but the reality is, is even if they fo- like post a photo of them in a bikini, they could still show up to the, uh, the date and be completely different looking. 
I had that happen to me where the girl looked like Kate Hudson on Bumble. And then she showed up. She looked like a burn victim. And I was like, geez. <laughs> yeah, like, like a bloated burn victim. And I was Whoa. like, are you seeping? What's did going on here? Did she actually have a burn accident? No, she didn't. I, 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 I might be. We've been giving Meryl a lot of shit now. Maybe it's time for <laughs> No, I mean, she was top to, top to bottom, like wrapped in gauze is what oh I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he put his radius like five miles from the local fire station. Like, like, what no, I expect? mean, she had literally no, just come from a burning I, building. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is so awkward. Oh like, you should had, be going to a hospital right now. Somebody had dipped her in honey and rolled her in cr- <laughs> crumbled Oreos. They're probably piping in this podcast, to, no pun intended, to no. like the burn unit victim at the. No, it was, it was just like. Piping? Is that a pun? Piping, like piping hot. Piping so, yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's That is. Wow, yeah. she's just. Sorry, okay, I, like, I didn't. <laughs> We will, that, she that's made good. that up. really protected yourself <laughs> against against a bad she pun. I'll be teaching up. puns one on one. I mean, I know that that sounds really harsh, but I just mean she showed up and she looked very different, very different. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, that's not the. You same. should have held it up and been like, no, no, no. no. I, honestly, what I did, and didn't we talk about this, Meryl? Like, no, like when she yeah. got there, I realized it was her. She recognized me because I look like the person. It was like yeah. two years ago, and I just realized. Like in my mind, I kind of freaked out. I was like, you are a liar. Like in my right. mind. Oh, yeah. But then I was like, what kind of woman lies to this degree? This girl needs a drink and she needs to just talk to somebody. Aww. And so I just bought her a couple drinks. I, I kept it very, you know, very like nice and listened to her stories about how she hates her job, which is, boy, I, you know, yeah. n- nothing was winning this surprise, one. Surprise, surprise, yeah. And in the end, I was like, wow, it was really nice to meet you. I, I don't really feel that like spark that I'm looking for, but I yeah. really wish you the best. And, and it was like, at least she had a couple drinks and felt like we had an okay time. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she probably is going on dates and people are like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Because it was a big difference. You should tell her straight up. To do <sighs> what her am favor? I going to tell her? Like, what hey, am I going to tell her? You might want to update profile. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that's that's tough. I mean, it's like we talked about earlier. I don't know if what made it on the recording or not, but like with the, you know, relationships with people asking for belly up tickets. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, dude, you got nothing in that bank account. Like, right. what are you withdrawing? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you first meet someone like and you want to make a comment like that, like we all do. I mean, we'd love to like just be like, boop, like, you know, direct and honest mm-hmm. and like. You know what have you what have you invested that's or what true, have you like right. you know it's tough. Mm-hmm. Not to say it wouldn't work, but I think that's a consideration. At least yeah. I'm I consider. do too. So how did yours start out? Like um, you venturing have, when you, like growing oh so up like back in what? How did this all yeah, the original like question? Da- uh, yeah, or just um, even in as you as a man dating at first. Like when did you kind of first explore some of the open relationships and? Poly- we haven't even talked about it. yeah that's, yeah is that part of your blog that's, that some of the things <laughs> i blog about i mean i would say in general to to sum it up i uh, i have a unconventional approach to relationships whether that's the way i do marriage or the fact that i do open relationships or the way i approach gender roles or whatever mm-hmm. it's all kind of like made up or all custom fit so i guess mm-hmm. i don't know are you married I was married. I was married for uh, four years. I okay. was with a part with some four years, and okay. we broke up like two years ago or so. And and just to ask, like during that marriage, did you ha- was it an open marriage? Yeah, for okay. most of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and and so um, I don't know. That was I mean, we got together in 2012. Um, before that, I st- I was I got to know a lot of people in the polyamorous community here in San Diego. How how did that through, even happen? I guess yeah. through l- tantra people. So were you doing uh, like yoga stuff first? And then kind of. Actually, I th- the first thing I did was actually I, I, I had 
I got I I read this book called The Game, which is about pickup artists. <laughs> Neil Strauss. And I got really fascinated about yeah. what the hell this was going on. So I went up to LA uh for a, a pickup artist boot camp. Oh my god. Wow, really? And and you know, I this was like crazy to me and, and it was super interesting because at that point, and this is like maybe late twenties, I had grown up uh I had grown up pretty much in like a asexual family. You know, and, and like in the environment I was in, like everybody's kind of like Catholic. Nobody talks about sex. I didn't have any older brothers. I just kind of like grew up with like not much, uh-huh. no sex at or anything really. No it was just like very like, really. you know, and and so I didn't, I had this really big insight on that weekend because they, uh, so I'll, I'll t- do a little backstory because this story is kind of awesome and interesting and weird. Um, so one of the things they do on these weekends is they, they have you go uh, approach women and they, they're like, okay, go talk to this girl or whatever. And then you Inside, bumble around and then they, they fix you and all this stuff. Inside the convention itself, there are women or so you this was like a boot world. camp weekend. So there was three instructors and, and two students. Okay. And I think there may have been more students, but that was just how many people that were there this weekend. And and they they take you out and then in real they, life oh, wow. in real life and they're saying hey I see like so let's watch you approach women and like get them interested in you and see what happens oh my and gosh. blah blah so it's super fucking awkward uh-huh, obviously that makes me so nervous it's super it's super nerve wracking which is also kind of why it's uh it, these types of things tend to be pretty transformational because you're pushing yes. through a lot of fear yep. sure. yeah yeah. Again, we could talk about there's a lot of misogyny and bullshit and pickup artists and all that stuff, but like the element of overcoming fear and rejection is pretty nice. Uh-huh. It's great. So, uh, so yeah, the other first night they're like, okay, this is gonna be all approaching. The, the other guy with me was like a Canadian dude. He was really shy and awkward. Not that I wasn't shy and awkward, but I was kind of like at least outgoing when it comes to people. And so the first night was just kind of about like approaching as many people as you can. Just kind of like just get it out. Approaching there. girls. Hi, what's up? Blah blah. Again, I I can do that. Yes. I was that was fine with me. Um, I went to bed that first night thinking, oh, this is kind of I got this. Uh, this is I got this. I should be teaching this. This is stupid. <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, and the second night, they're like, all right, tonight we're gonna be escalating. And I didn't really know a lot of the lingo, but escalating was mean like kind of like ramping things up, like flirting a little more, being a little more like, I'm into you. What's up? You know? And and so I didn't really know what that meant. So I still they're like, I'm they're like go approach people. So they're oh that girl go approach. Walking up to these these girls, oh blah blah, blah not really feeling awkward, not feeling like this is challenging. Right. And I told myself going to that weekend. I mean, I sh- I paid like two thousand bucks, something like crazy. But I was like, I go- I told myself, I'm like, I'm this is not going to be the weekend where I'm like trying to look good and you know avoid shame. Like uh, this is right. just like just if I'm here, like I'm it. in LA, I don't Put know anybody. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. Like I am going to go for this because yep. there's no reason to be like coming out of this with my ego intact. Right. 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 Like right. right. So, uh, so I approached, this is the second night I approached a couple of people and the instructors were cool. They were like, honest, just good dudes had your back. Like it was just, they're good people, you know? And, um, so I walked up to them after like a couple and I'm like, guys, I, uh, I don't know to tell you, like, I, I don't really feel awkward. I don't feel like this is challenging me. Like, or I, I don't do, I'm, I was like, and I said this just because I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I could think of. I was like, well, I mean, they're like, all right, well, you know. Well, what's up? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, what do you want me to do? What sh- What do you want me? To, what do you think I should do? You think you know, I should, like, what you think? You want me to just like go up and like ask a girl like, she want to make out with me? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, do that. That sounds great. Oh I'm my like, gosh. 
And again, I just thought like they would be like, I thought their response to that would be like, oh no, don't do that. That would be crazy. Right. And they were like, yeah, do that. <gasps> and I was like, and again, I was like, okay, you said yourself, you're not, you yeah. know, this is just, this is the time stop to get being an idiot. Just go. What's the worst thing that happens? Like, all right, fine. Right. So there's, I remember that we're in Hermosa Beach, California, uh, out at this weird old country bar or something. There was like, <laughs> a, we were on the second floor. There's two girls standing over by this fire escape. And I, I feel like said, I've legitimately right. been there. There's like a bull thing before. <laughs> There's or a bull. Yeah. Right, was right one of them, I was, was probably one, one of the girls. Like, was there leather? I was going to say, was one of them a burn victim yeah. by the fire exit? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yes, the fire exit. She was about to get rescued by oh, a fireman. Oh, my gosh. It was really, uh, it was an interesting <laughs> scene. Interesting time to approach someone. Um, don't recommend that. <laughs> about to be saved by a fireman. But um, so I walked over. There's these two girls standing by this fire exit. And, uh, and I... I mean, first of all, walking over and saying, do you want to make out with two girls? Like, this is just the logistics of it already. Kind yeah. of right, right. But I said, whatever, I'm going for it. I walked over and I, I stood in front of them and they looked at me and I just like, I just froze. Like, I, I think I, I don't even open my mouth or anything. It's like nothing came out. This was like <laughs> 10 years ago. And I was like, they're like, I think this man's having a stroke. And they're like, <laughs> and they were just like, and okay. I said, and I just turned around and walked back. Oh, and just, really? I turned and walked back and I, wow. and I looked at the guys and I was like, oh my God. Like, it just like this, it was like insight of all insights or like, you know, the kind of like transformational moment shit that people talk about and claim yeah. to have every weekend or something. <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, like I have not, like I haven't been sexual my entire life. I've <gasps> never like, I never expressed the fact that I'm a sexual being and have like yeah. sexual desire. Uh -huh. Like it just never happened. And I was like, this is crazy. And then it kind of just hit me because I saw the guys, I saw the men that I, that I thought, oh, this guy's great. I, he's doing well or whatever. Or women are liking him. I saw that, that those people were just kind of freely expressing themselves, not in like a way that was creepy, but in a way that was just authentic. Right. You know, they're just like, oh, I'm attracted to you. Oh, like, and then I, you know, like, and so I was like, huh. So I just stopped. I just stopped doing that that weekend. Now it took some calibrating. I was like, you know, as I'd be a little over, a little too much and little, you know, mm -hmm. sure. but like from that, even that weekend, like I would just walk up to women and I would just be like, I'm into you. Like you're sexy. Let's talk or something or whatever I was saying. I don't know what it was, but right, like they right. were responding great to mm -hmm. it. Not every woman, not all the time, but just like, uh, I was like, I'd meet women that were just beautiful. And I'm like, within like five minutes, I'm like making out with them. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I'm just like, Telling them that I, what's true. See, and, and, yeah. and again, it wasn't working all the time. It wasn't like some magic, you know, right, Steve right, Carell right. movie thing. Right. But like, <laughs> it was just like, holy shit. So I spent the next like year kind of just like calibrating that, hanging out with the pickup artist community, but also seeing that this, these weren't the kind of people I wanted to like model myself after so as a man. Were um, you doing any of the techniques of kind of like, I read like, all the stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of bullshitty stuff in the pickup card. They, they, you know, one of the th classic ones that people love to pick on because it's stupid is this idea of negging. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. People yep. where you like kind of like subtly insult people to make them kind of like want your approval and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, there's, so, you know, I, I tried to like take the things that were useful and leave the rest of it. And also not really role model myself after the guys in that community because uh -huh. the leaders of that community, I think, are kind of fucked up. Uh -huh. um, but again, it was like it was just useful. I think I could have, you know, whatever. I, I think there's easier way, better ways to teach guys the same thing that I got. But this is the way I did it. Yes, because yeah. even like the yeah. posturing of like acting like you have to leave a conversation and just the way you angle yourself. There's just a like, lot of crap. That works, I think, on, on maybe attracting someone initially. But it seems like the way that you go about 
kind of you establish like a truthful, real thing right off the bat instead of because you can probably manipulate someone into being like at least mildly interested in you. But then it's like if you're truthful and candid, like how your experience is yeah. more then you like it's not all this weird thing that you have to like act busy or because I've, I've read stuff even for girls before, too. They're like, always make sure your body is uh, kind of turned away so that you're like mildly disinterested. Sure. So the guy <laughs> thinks that you're of value and, you know, and all this kind of stuff is like. It's too tiring to it, even do, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much to say about all that. I mean, I, I, it's, yes. And right. uh, <laughs> so, uh, but that's essentially what started the journey. Um, and that got me involved in, like, t- like through recommendations. And people said, oh, you're talking about that. You might be interested in this. So the, and I got into things like, like Tantra. And then there was this guy named David Data who I read his stuff for a little while. And, you know, and then I got into the, the polyamory community because the Tantra community, the polyamory community here in San Diego are very connected, same kind of leadership usually. Um, and then I started hanging out with these people and then, and then was with this woman, Paula for four years. And then we explored open relationships and uh, it, then it just, you know, it, it, I don't know. And it, it, it's funny because I look back today uh, and I think to myself, wow, like if 10 years ago you would have said to me, you're going to be like someone people look to for relationship advice, advice. or wisdom. I would have said, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that was never <laughs> my intention in my life. Never the thing I thought I was quote unquote good at or knew anything about. I don't, I was always just single. i I mean, I'm single now. Mm-hmm. I'm, besides that four-year relationship, I've mostly been single in my life. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I hate romance. I don't like marriage. I don't like weddings. I think it's all fucking stupid. But <laughs> that's maybe part of w- what people find useful because what we need is someone who's willing to just say this whole system's fucked up and what can we, what can we do better? I don't know. So I, I think that, yeah. So it's crazy to think even today that I would be, somehow useful in that area to anybody i have a couple questions if you don't mind i do uh, how <laughs> how long into your relationship did you already say this how long into your relationship did you include uh the open part yeah about nine months in nine months in yeah. and then you were already married at that point or you haven't hadn't been yeah, married? we got married pretty quickly uh i think the speed of the marriage was for green card purposes oh okay uh again i don't really like marriage mm-hmm. the marriage part itself i didn't really care about um, but I made a distinguish. I distinguish between life partnership and uh, marriage. To me, marriage is paperwork you do with the government. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get to choose what your relationship's going to be like. And yeah. I also don't have it that marriage is forever. And I didn't back then. I just have it that marriage is a relationship. Yeah. With paperwork. And I think understood because we're seeing so much divorce now, especially with like our parents' generation. And I think that's because people have expression expressions that they like can't get out and it's you know they have to do everything secretly like that kills me thinking about people logging on to like secret chat rooms and you know trying to do their get their needs met but not that's a big thing we always talk about too is just being truthful about your needs with your partner and all this like weird cheating and everything wouldn't happen if people were just kind of like able to harness their own power yeah i mean there's a lot to that i mean divorce the fact that we talk about divorce as a bad thing is kind of weird, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, I've known, like I wrote this article the other day called I Don't Care You Got Engaged. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Know? And I like I went, my point was like, why aren't, I mean, we we go nuts when people get engaged. It's That's yeah. fucking easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
when when people get divorced, we're like, oh my god, what's, it's almost like so what's wrong bad. with you? It's almost like people no, that like, was shit was hard. Yeah, yeah. Let's fucking throw a party for them. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, you know, it is, and it's it's hard not to end something that's not working. And I don't think anybody has ever ended a marriage that was working. Right. So <laughs> divorce is always a well, good thing in that way. And you, know? y- you end up going through this moment of uh, sort of like an ego punch socially. Like you get to share that with the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, we couldn't make it work. How, whatever you think that is, whatever right. reason you think it's, it's me, you know, because everyone goes, oh, it's probably because you had an open relationship. That's oh, why it ended. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of how strong that relationship was and whatever reason, you know, who knows? Maybe you walked in on it and she was doing, you know, crystal meth off of, you know, your cousin's. Fire burn victim. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a, a, a burn victim. Oh, that would really hurt. Yeah. But it's like nobody knows the inner inside workings of any relationship. Sure. Truly. And so it's like it, it is hard to then socially uh, put it out there and say. It didn't work. And go well, ahead and think what you want. It's like it's, you know, for most relationships, most relationships don't show any signs of anything but perfection. Yeah. And then until divorce. Yeah. So that's like going from like, that's like knowing someone that's at full health <laughs> and then they show up at work and they're in a stretcher in a coma. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, what happened? You're well, it's like, it's like shocked. following someone on Facebook and then going to their apartment. You know what I mean? It's like you look really good on Facebook, and then you show right. up you're like, "Oh, your shit you're is all at me falling." Like I've done this before. But. You're all falling apart. You know what I mean? Everybody is. Well, because we and so we don't, and it, that's why it's so hard to make that huge leap from yeah. everything was great to we're getting divorced. Yeah. Right. That's why I think I was the only person not annoyed with when Gwyneth Paltrow went through their uh, conscious uncoupling. Oh yeah. Because I actually think that's a very like. I get that term you're uncoupling and you're doing it like with intent and consciously. So to me, it's like, instead of divorce sounds so like hurtful and final and stuff, but instead it's just like, you've decided to be a couple for whatever amount of time you have. And then you've intentionally both decided to like uncouple. So I know people make fun of her because it is kind of, you know, a little bit bougie and you know, high uh, foo-foo, whatever way of putting it. But I totally think of it that way where it's like, you don't, I don't know. It's not this big, like hate, hateful act. It's just like deciding yeah. not to be in a partnership with someone anymore. I avoid the word divorce. Yeah. I, I say, well, what it is, is, I mean, we actually, we got divorced like a year after we broke up because mm-hmm. we didn't do the paperwork right, until then time. and there were other things. And I, yeah, I see it as a breakup. Now I know that's like partly me avoiding something. Oh, you know, and I will use the word divorce, but I also like, I see it as a breakup because again, I don't, what marriages to me is paperwork with the state. That's it. Mm-hmm. And what marriage is to most people is a set of a set of expectations and rules on how you should run your relationship. And I say, like, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with that. There's nothing about any expectation that comes with marriage that I want anything to do with. To me, in my absolute opinion, it is all harmful. <laughs> There's nothing that comes with marriage besides legal rights that is good for any relationship. So mm. do you think like one person or two people only sleeping with each other, like sexually? Do you think that's... Well, that, that, you don't need marriage to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Do, that. do you oh, think yeah, that's healthy I is, I guess, probably yeah. the Oh, question. totally. Yeah, no, I don't think polyamory is a good choice for everybody. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, in the same way that, like, entrepreneurship isn't a good choice for yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at it right here. I'm just saying, like, that's it's a very fucking good, hard, you know? Like, and sometimes too. it's nice to just find a good job. Oh, my gosh, that's a really good, good way. Yeah, to get the, sometimes in life you need the yeah. stability and But the if structure. you want a little more of a roller coaster and you want yeah. the potential for big wins and big losses, then and a little bit more freedom. Relationships yeah. You can yeah. take right. that chance. That's a really yeah, good totally. way to put it. Okay, so what was your first sexual polyamorous experience like 
like and what was that? Do you remember it um, or memorable one, really? And how did you maneuver it physically? I think, the f- I think the first time like we had sex with other people was at a sex party and it was with our with one of the the women that I was having sex with was a friend of ours and someone who's like really trustworthy and been mm-hmm. in the community for a while and it was great. And then it was at a, it was like a three day event. So like the other, the guy that, that Paolo was having sex with, we kind of met, but he seemed like a good dude and he was pretty solid. And I remember being like, okay. And then like feeling kind of pangs of like sometimes, you know, and that's pretty typical. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not really describing juicy details to the extent that you're hoping. No, so like, no, no, no. your first you know. experience in it at all was with you when you were already in a relationship or yeah. before that. Okay. I mean, that was like having sex. I mean, there's certainly like, okay, we just, we just had a three-way kiss or we did like, there's a spectrum of things that would yeah. not consider monogamous. You right. know, of course, where you draw that line is another thing that's weird about monogamy because you don't really draw the line. It's not clear. And But, um, you know, that's, uh, yeah, so there was all sorts of things. My question is, who brings the conversation up in your relationship? Was it something that you said, hey, I've been thinking about this thing, and she said, I'm down to try, or was it the other way around? We had a lot of friends that were already poly, and... So they just kind so of we talked, kind of about, talked that. about it. And I saw from the beginning that our relationship would probably be good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we had pretty open communication, and then we also didn't, we weren't, neither one of us were morally opposed to it which I think is a big hurdle because a lot of people just feel like, because the idea with polyamory is like, we don't, we're not out to do anything that the other person's uncomfortable with. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you actually applied that to any relationship, most relationships could find somewhere where they're comfortable with the other person. Maybe it's like, oh yeah, like you could totally make out with my friend if you, you know, because yeah. I trust her. She's not going to try to take you away from me or or, you know, oh, you want to go, you want to do a tango class, but I don't like tango. Like, why don't you go, go do the tango dance class. with my friend? But it's sexy. Yeah. And most couples would find that, oh, no, we can't do that or whatever. Right. Or, I mean, there's there's actually, and that's why this term monogamish has arisen, you know, and this guy Dan Savage came up with this. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> it's like, because most couples, they don't want to like jump into what they consider polyamory. But the truth is polyamory is just any, it's just it's everything. And polyamory even includes monogamy. Like polyamorous couples can go, okay, you know, let's, we just had a baby. Let's, let's spend a year hmm. without other relationships. Mm-hmm. That's totally yeah. allowed. Yeah. It's not like you have to be with other yeah. relationships. You know, you can do whatever you want. Polyamory just means you're not limited by monogamy. And I think that's just a nice thing to not be limited yeah. by something. Has there been a time when it's gone like completely wrong for you or you guys, or that you have kind of had a jealous? Oh, for sure. When we first opened up, uh, you know, my my partner, Paolo, was still is, I mean, but back then also more so was very impulsive just with comes to relationships. Okay. And also is very romantic in a way that she is not super pragmatic about mm-hmm. relationships, which pragmatism is kind of demanded when you're doing multiple relationships because you kind of have to keep your feet in the ground. You can't get too, like, lost in all the love chemicals. Um, and so the other thing that tends to happen when you're when you're first opening up is you tend to meet other people who have similar level of experience, which is none or not oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's tough because, um, so she, you know, so she met a guy and they fell in love and all this. And it was just like, and they were just going through all this kind of like they, they call this NRE in the world of open relationships, which is new relationship energy. 
which basically is like that phase in the beginning of a relationship where like you're just on cocaine. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and literally, actually, there's studies that show how your brain is like the same areas of your brain are letting, lighting up as if you were on cocaine. Um, and so, so that was like, there was like two or three months in the summer of 2013 where it was just like, ugh, it was just like nonstop processing and talking and figuring things out and me being upset and not knowing what to do and just it was just like I had a lot of resources had a lot of people I could call and I used them and learned a lot in that process but it was just like it was I don't think I did anything that summer except talk about relationship stuff like it was crazy so would you walk in and she would be like texting him like you guys would be in the house and you it was just that like you know we going from monogamy to polyamory requires a whole different set of rules Mm -hmm. monogamy built into the way we do monogamy it doesn't have to be this way but built into the way we do it is possession right Mm -hmm. yeah it's just is like there's so how do you have two people dating the same person and have possession that doesn't work like that guy was just trying to possess her and take her away because that's all he knew it wasn't like he was trying to be a jerk and we actually were friends like i know him and he's still friends of mine that was one of my questions about this entire ordeal it's sort of like how i mean even if you're so knowledgeable on uh, having that uh, safe or healthy polyamorous relationship with your partner bringing that third person in who isn't as educated i guess yeah uh does that really kind of and i wasn't that knowledgeable back then too so that was something that was also difficult um i was like i had uh, you know i was like this doesn't seem right but am i crazy or am i just not you know, am I just not, you know, am I just, do I have my own shit that I need to get over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So distinguishing between that was hard. Today I would go, no, this is stupid. Cut <laughs> that shit out or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I, back then I just didn't know. And I also, the big hurdle for me back then was to, I didn't know how to really express myself. I would be like feeling jealous and angry and over it. And then I would just go directly into like, this is what you're doing wrong. Let me tell you why that's wrong. And this is, you should fix that. And I wasn't being like, I'm feeling really hurt. And I don't, and I'm scared, you know, which is a way better communication. I'm still at your level. I feel like I could not deal with like watching my, if my boyfriend was going to pick up like a girl for dinner or anything like that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So I got a lot better at that during that period of time because, you know, it's like a trial by fire. You have to. Yeah. Um, And so, but that's also something I still work on. I mean, it's that kind of communication is very important in general and also, you know, like here is a great example. I went and um, I went to an audition like a month ago and I was pretty kind of nervous. And uh, the guy, there's like a dude at the front. I walk in and, and there's a guy with the clipboard like checking people off and he's like a big black dude. And I'm like, and I'm like, hey, I'm here checking the thing. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, okay, what's your name? And I just kind of pointed to my name on the list. He's like, he's like, why would you do that? I can, I can find your name or something. He was just like, give me a shit. He's like, why would you do that? And I was just like, and I just, and I, I said this, but I would never have said this in the past. I was just like, oh, I guess I'm really nervous. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, all right. That's a good way. That's so amazing. Yeah. It'd be in the past. I would have been like, well, I don't know. Cause I know my name. I, I just would have like gone into this thing. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just fucking nervous. And I, the reason that was significant for me even a month ago is cause I was just like, huh. I would never have said that five years ago right. or something. I'm like, look at me. Yeah. See, that's you powerful. know, I'm actually like not trying to hold this shell yeah. of a fucking, you know, John Wayne dude all the time. Like, isn't that <laughs> nice? 
Imagine in so. traffic, and if instead of beeping, we just like yell out the window, like "I'm scared because I'm not making <laughs> enough money. And I feel insecure." And so. Oh my god! I hope Sony makes that like authentic road We should do a video. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, I just had yeah. a sketch oh my, idea. That's amazing. So, that really is a great idea. Because I always like I'm upset at my husband, yeah. and you look like him. Yeah, or you know. and or even just I'm something really poor like, at time management, and that's why I'm in this tra- <laughs> traffic so late. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have to do something like this. That is yeah. Such a good idea. Because I I deal with this a lot because my beloved boyfriend uh has a little bit of road rage and we'll be driving and i like we'll see him kind of venomously beep at someone and i'll think like what if that lady just found out that like she has lupus and she's driving home from the doctor's yeah. office and like just cut people some totally. slack and so i think like and the reason he's beeping is probably because he's angry that like the man is keeping him down and he yeah, feels right, right. you know angry i'm like no one's angry about what they're actually like expressing it at right yeah. now it's all deflected and, and I you think, think about like, it i just yeah. saw a guy like honk and then like flip somebody off out the window they had to roll their window down uh-huh. then they beep and then they they have to put their right. hand out the window and flick someone off and like how much time did that take to prepare that exactly. right? oh, even right. if it's Ridiculous. just within 20 seconds just like oh, that's it. i'm gonna roll my window down i'm gonna flick oh, this guy get this Mama. guy and then he tries away and i'm like and then what and i love him i and showed that yeah. guy yeah and he should probably right. just yell out like my yeah. mother abused me and I, like i had to <laughs> yeah. watch while her boyfriend slapped her and then i then like we would oh understand God. a lot more where we're coming from <laughs> like i i i i don't want to sound like i'm awesome or anything but i hate i don't i i like zero rage like me, i don't me too. ever actually I don't do that yeah and of course, I cut people off sometimes because I'm a normal driver. And so sometimes people will honk at me and get all pissed at me. And I, I also just kind of laugh. I don't like laugh overtly, but I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, that's funny. And then they're like, yeah. And, and I watch them get angry and I watch it not affect me. And I'm like, who's winning here? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I it's have really that funny. too. I genuinely am at the point where I think I even told Bo too the other time where I'm like, I wish they could have my life for like eight minutes and like not to be snotty, but it just in a way where like if you're already happy yeah. at like a four and then something happens. But anyway, I don't yeah. know. I'm always like, uh, I call it John the Baptist syndrome because if you look at any painting of Jesus, John the Baptist is always in the painting and he's always like pointing at Jesus, like with his thumb, like over here, this guy, this guy over here. And I'm always like in the car and it's like, look at this guy. What is this guy doing? (laughs) What is this guy? I'm never getting mad at him, but I'm always like, this guy, come on. (laughs) What's what's going on with this guy right here? You should hold up like a photo of John the Baptist. Baptist. I have no idea. (laughs) Look at this guy. Look at this guy. I know we're okay. So this is so hilarious. That's going to fall. This is really funny. So yeah, we have our Netflix campfire on. I like the camp. Oh, it's very, oh, campfire. Oh, I get it. And it all comes back. Peaceful orchestra music. What advice would you give for like two co-hosts of a podcast, not sexually related, but looking to be sexually related? No, definitely not. No, this is monumental. This is what's great about. To get better intimacy. This is quite a reveal. No, to get better intimacy as friends. And uh, co-hosts. See, look, already there. I'm uncomfortable he, with he, it. He just found out I'm that he has lupus or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Both. Nothing no, bad would come if we no. got more intimate as co-hosts. Not, yes, of I course. I have of no course. interest in. Of course. Well, uh, obviously, you've already taken the first step by wearing whatever that top is that you're wearing today <laughs> with your boobs out. Great. I'm My expressing. Goodness. See, yeah. Dave's yeah, not upset. You do you. I'm not upset. I am doing me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have expected. That's what I was like. I was hoping. I was like, if I'm going to see Meryl. I hope. I'm just a little upset because boobs. honestly, before you got here, when she showed up, I was wearing the exact same thing, and I had to change. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you should have called. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, intimacy yeah, so exercises that we can Wednesdays. do, like holding hands and just shouting out 
names or something? Or? Well, that's a good question. I like these kinds of things. Um, I think touch is definitely an awesome one. I mean, there's Quo a lot of things. Touch me. I'm out. Uh, I mean, like it doesn't have to be like like you know like romantic touch. Sure. It can just be like a massage. Like who doesn't like a massage? Like, <laughs> you like who doesn't like shoulder massages? Right. My, my. We're the least intimate. Like <laughs> like I feel like if Bo even like touches my shoulder and we're out, I just like I'll like spill my drink. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Great. So so you can start slow. Yeah. You don't have okay. to get crazy. You mean start the massage slow, right? And, and lower back. <laughs> Anything. I mean, you could do. You know, it could, it could be just like you're like, hey, buddy, good job. Okay. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Do right. that. I mean, we there, do that. you could like, you know, again, it could be anything. Like sure. What we all like. I mean, I know some people's like love languages touch, and other people not so much. But like, you know, I think a lot. Uh, most people find some kind of touch enjoyable. Yes. And I find that it's a nice way to bond, and and it's also, you know, on the scale of things that are awkward, I feel like touch is actually pretty easy. Yeah, you're right. It Instead is. of I'm like, okay, great. Like so, like Bo, why don't you? tell Meryl like what you judge about her and then how that reflects on you I mean like you could we could do some you know really you know serious shit and I think touch is a nice way to like there's a bonding going on there's like there is intimacy being built and it's not so it's not so grindy and rough oh that's really good except I would really appreciate acts of service where Bo would just be like I've cleaned your car and I've washed (laughs) your (laughs) sure Uh, what would your love language be you think or or mine is is definitely touch Touch, I mean I think another one would be I guess words of appreciation, uh, but depends on who. Also, reading my articles, commenting on them as a love language. Oh, really? If people read my articles, somebody like, who's like, like what Meryl said in the beginning about how she just like will go through my Facebook feed and look at it. Sometimes, like I was like, I yeah, like liked that. I liked Meryl yeah. a lot more in that moment. Uh, I like when people engage in the th- the projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, whether it be the art that I'm doing or the podcast. You know, if I have somebody that's like, oh, you have a podcast, I want to I want to listen to it, yeah. and then they, uh, there's a there's a girl that I've been talking to and she was like, Oh, I, I listen to this podcast and I really like this thing that you said, or I like that what you were doing yeah. here. And I was like, Oh, that's really rad. Yeah. So because it, it, it shows that there's an involvement there, a really yeah. an engagement. Yeah. It shows that they, that they care about something you care about, like that they, that they're willing to be in your world and, and like, yeah. like encourage something and like, that's, yeah, that's what you care about. Yeah. Yes. Now I know you're in the, the polyamorous, uh, I guess, you're in the polyamorous community. community. Sure. Um, one thing that I noticed, though, when checking out your blog is that your range of relationship advice and articles uh, are not just what people would expect from someone who's in the polyamorous community. Like you said uh-huh. earlier, monogamy is part of that. Sure. Uh, there was an article that uh, I read about uh, consent. Uh-huh. And I thought that was a really interesting article. Do yeah. you remember what the name it was? I just tried yeah, to pull it. Yeah, it was called, it. I promise... It's not lame to ask a woman for permission. Yes. Or I think consent. I had two titles. That yes. And I thought that was, uh, I started reading it. And I was like, wow, this is a really great article. And as a man, uh, having been in situations where I'm with a woman, we essentially the article, and I want people to go read it, but sure. essentially the article had a little bit to do with meeting someone, having drinks or dinner or a date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the energy is high. You end up back at someone's place. It, one level to the next it's almost this unspoken thing that happens uh and then at the end of that you know you hook up or whatever and then uh the word rape is involved in the conversation and that's like whoa as a dude um i think it's a big fear like you want to read people's body language obviously we've talked about body language on here before i thought that was a very interesting article and something that made me think and so i was really uh, i really appreciated that that article came from someone who is in the polyamorous community. And I think mm-hmm. that our listeners would be like, oh, 
okay, wait a minute, that's a different view than what I think. Because I think when people aren't in it, they look from the outside in going, just a bunch of swingers, everybody's fucking on everybody, and it's just this crazy world. And it's not necessarily that. It yeah. can be, I'm but sure. But <laughs> it's not totally inaccurate. <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> You're like, it was my, two, my last Tuesday was exactly that. I think it was just nice to see that there was a range on your blog yeah. of relationship uh, advice. And yeah, I don't, I don't really see myself as a polyamory activist. I don't really... Uh, I, I like... I'm a, if I'm an activist for anything, it's for people to let go of convention and find what works for them. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah. So that's the other reason I don't like want to, I don't really like to, you know, if I wrote like most of my articles about open relationships, like it'd be clear that that's what I was promoting and I'm not really promoting that. I just, yeah. um, I also just kind of write about wherever the hell I want to write about too. I, don't, I, I have that yeah. kind of freedom with this blog. Cause it's not, there's not like a theme, although relationships tend to be something that ends Yeah. Up it seems like relationships the is the theme for the yeah, most part. It's it tends to be, but it really isn't uh, a, an intentional thing. Well, I want you to talk a little bit about your uh, about your blog. Like, where can people get your blog? Uh, yeah, so it's well, it's at Buddhism dot com, which is B O O D A I S M. Okay. Clever. Yeah. And then, what yeah. podcast do you currently do? Uh, well, Buddhism is also an audio blog, oh, which okay. means it's kind of like an audio book, but yeah. for the essays. So you I just write. listen to your own all the time? Is that what you do? Yeah, I've ever listened to them. I listen to them back sometimes. Well, it's you're like, really what's your favorite podcast? Mine. <laughs> My own voice. So do you you like voice them basically? You write it and then you yeah yeah. It's just like I. It's just like an audiobook. So I nice. start it off and say title of article, How read article, end. I don't and I'm at the end. I'm like, hey, don't forget to subscribe. But I mean, I might yeah. have like one minute of commentary, but it's not. It is just the audio. Oh my god! It's not me rambling about shit. It's just me reading it. And uh, you know, it, the cool thing is that it takes me like 20 minutes to do that record it i throw a little music in the end of the beginning beginning and then boom and upload it and it's like because the because the work is already done like i already yeah spent the hour yeah, you spent writing it. this yeah. thing so i just read it um know? and have you ever been in a room where like 12 people are having sex and then there's like a 13th one just like crying in the corner <laughs> sure really and yeah. that hasn't been you right like I mean, I've 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 been at sex parties and <gasps> felt bad. Oh my god! Really? Sure. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Like it's all good. I mean, again, we're not like. And when you say also having sex, I mean, there's different varying degrees of sexual acts. It's not I, like <laughs> I'm like a 13 year old because you're at an or, you know an, an orgy. Like everybody has to be penetrating each other. <laughs> well, like you could be cuddling, you could be making out, you could be sitting there and hanging out. I mean, one of the I think one of the most beautiful things is just sitting around and hanging out in a room where people are being sexual and that not being a big fucking deal. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. We, I feel like everyone should go away to like sex boot camp or something for a week and just well, see. You know, the problem is too that mo- a lot of sex parties and a lot of different stuff like that and a lot of the swinger lifestyle, not all of it, um, a lot of it is kind of unsafe and shitty, to be honest. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the kind of thing like just because I describe my experiences and they sound idyllic. I mean, the parties that I throw and then my friends throw, like we do a really, we're very... We do a very good job of, of uh, doing an kind of opening circle. We close the doors at a certain time. There's no drugs or alcohol. It's very like it, there's there are play party rules. And we may only have one or two people who are new to that scene. So everybody else has been doing this for oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. So they know how to operate. They know how they, you know, so there's like a really nice container for it. 
and it's it's just very safe and very it's like friends. A play party. That's friends. really that's people really, who know each other. That's really nice to hear. So because I think you know, most of the time people look at sex parties like they look at motorcycles, is where it's like all you ever hear about is how crazy fast and dangerous they are, and sure. how you always see the horrible accidents. And a but lot it's of like them are. A lot of people, but, you know, a lot of people drive motorcycles, and they have a long life of just yeah. peaceful riding. You yep, know, yep. And, and they have that safe that safe thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's oh, thank you. Do you guys uh, screen people okay. like the one or two new people that come in? Do you guys screen them? Like, is yeah. it just like Larry yeah, off of Craigslist no, we would, or something? We would, you know, if, if you invite, it's like, hey, if you invite a friend, um, you know, that would be, make sure it's someone who, you know, under like uses their words, like is, you know, has some quote unquote training in this area. I mean, one way to get like training is to go to like a cuddle party, for example. You know, if they've heard, 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 about of, these. heard of cuddle parties yeah, or something, heard, you know, like or snuggle parties, some people call them around here. So it depends. Um, but they're a similar environment, except it's just not sexual. So you, you for a snuggle party, you just go and people cuddle each other. Yeah, and and I would say that just to be technical, cuddle parties are something that was came, they came up with what, fourteen years ago. Yeah, uh, the guy named Reed Mahalko is a friend of mine who came up with it, and they're an official thing, and that is a non-sexual event. Some people will do modified versions of that, which might involve like making out or sexual energy and stuff like that. Um, but uh, you know, that's it's the same kind of rules. It's like, hey, like, ask permission before you touch someone. Sure. You know, you're welcome to do nothing. You can come and just sit and play board games. You can do whatever you want. There's no, just because you're here doesn't mean you have to do anything. I like the idea of them that, going you know. there and playing board games. And it's just like, they bring D and D, so it's like a 12 hour <laughs> game. Yeah, no, it's Risk. like whatever. I mean, it's yeah. just like you're really letting people know, like, it's yeah. actually cool to do whatever you want. I would here. show up and play Connect Four. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, so there's there's different stuff like that. And again, that's on the spectrum of like, you can go to a cuddle party with a partner and, you know, like you guys can say like, woo, what would it be like to like cuddle with somebody yes. else? We could be philosophically, you know, philosophically polyamorous. polyamorous, but at a party while we're playing a board game. Yeah, totally. And as long as you're not using anybody else without their consent. Right. You know, then it would be cool. You know, like and you can imagine some couples taking that and like using other people's kind of toying with their emotions for their own pleasure. Right. Right. Yep. And that happens sometimes in the polyamps community and whatever community that's not good. I feel like hot girls get that a lot too, where like in theory they get a lot of couples that are like, we would like you to join us. And then all of a sudden something goes awry yeah, where the like, wife is jealous or the husband is just trying to have like an affair. Or like I think hot ladies t- tend to. Well, get I mean, that. hot women might have, uh, there's, there's not as like the hammer doesn't come down on them as hard if they, I- in those situations where like, I think if, well, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but like, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to even go there, but uh, yeah. Um, and then know. what was Intimacy Fest? Uh, so Intimacy Fest is a uh, festival that my that partner Paula and mm-hmm. I uh, started. Uh, this is the fourth year, actually. And it's just like an annual thing. And we have about 40, 50 people. So it's a small, I, I heard it called the Boutique Festival lately. That's the that's the name for festivals that are small. Oh um, my gosh, I love our really? life. Uh, and you guys are still doing it. Yeah, together. Yeah, so that's beautiful. So yeah. even we, though you we guys took last year off, uh-huh. uh, and I just ran it last year, but but this year she's back, and wow. so, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of. I mean, it's like you know what you asked about, like how would you and Bo like feel more connected, right? Again, Aww. you're not asking like how could we be sexual. You're just saying like sure, like what is that? That what that's what I'd call intimacy, right? Right. Like, what is that? I mean, 
and we the word intimacy is used in lots of different ways. I and mean, we we use intimate clothing to mean underwear. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. weird, whatever. <laughs> so uh, that's what I mean. It's just a sense of closeness when I say intimacy. And and so the whole weekend is kind of like um so four days actually, and it's out here in like an hour from here in San Diego, and it's really just an experiment in closeness. How you know? interesting. And like. It's not. We don't do anything that in, none of the none of the exercises involve sex, or sexual energy. It's not about that. Um, people are welcome to have sex with each other in their tents or whatever. Like that's fine. But it's not. Um, it's not about that. It's not a um, fuck party. We we did run some <laughs> optional play parties <laughs> I love in the that past. There's nothing from either you guys. Like we've we've like <laughs> we've experimented with different levels of that. Like like in the past, like the last couple years, we had we had an uh, like a, we there was a tent at this land and we just said, okay, great. We'll, we'll set up like a bed in there and put some condoms in if people want to have sex. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. And that was a little, uh, that, you know, depending we're trying to, we try to calibrate it because we don't want the emphasis to be about sex, but we also no, just don't want it to deny. Yeah. Some people want to have sex and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So in like this year, we're not, we're like pulling that back a little bit. We're taking the sex den away. And we also, uh, one of the nights did an optional, play party which is a mm-hmm. part like a cuddle party except you can have sex if you want sure uh, you know again uh, that you know looking back i'm like oh that was probably a little too edgy but again our intention was to just create intimacy and sometimes while sex can be part of that it can also get in the way of that so we decided this year we're not going to do that sex party or the sex tent either mm. because the intention is about like closeness it's like Real what right. is that intimacy, actually like yeah. and otherwise people just think that this is obviously assumed we're just let's get to that yeah 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 totally and 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 for me as a slutty guy who that's not a big <laughs> deal for it's easy for me to just be like what's the big deal guys like come on you know but that doesn't get in the way for yeah me. so um <laughs> we made that shift this year um and so um but yeah it's and it's it's about the the kind of like you know, we we play this game that I like because it's it kind of represents what I think this event is about, which we made up on the first year of the event, which is called uh, "What's Between Us," and the so the event starts on a Thursday. So like 2015, the first day Thursday, I'm talking to my friend Jess. Jess used to date a friend named Justin, who's a friend of mine. I hadn't seen Jess much, but we knew each other through Justin, and. Jess and Justin had broken up a couple months prior to that and she approached me at the beginning of Intimacy Fest and she was like, hey Dave, it's really good to get to get to spend time with you because there's always been kind of a, a Justin between us. She used Justin oh. as a noun in that way or something. And I was like, huh, you're right. Like, that's so interesting, you know? And just the fact that she named that was like, oh, I felt closer to her. Hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a cool, I love the way that language was used. Yeah. What's yeah. between us? There's yeah. just a thing there. Could be like, you know, I could walk up to someone, hey, you know, what's between us is like, I'm attracted to you. And I was like creeping on your Instagram account. And so now when I'm talking to you, I just feel weird. Yeah. Or like, hey, what's between us is like, I just, I heard somebody talking some shit about you oh last year. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. And, or what's I between us that. is like, you know. Um, or I'm even upset at you I, about this like two years I ago. I asked you I, for tickets to belly up and you never like responded. And I was like, does she hate <laughs> me? You know, and yeah. whatever. And so just like say, putting that out in the space, yeah. not trying to fix it, but just that's what was going on in my head. Uh, that's so cool. I it like brings that people together. And then there's, like, n- there's like less be- between you. What's between us? This chocolate cake. Let's finish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or what's between us? There's this dead baby. Let's just, you take one side, I'll take the so other. Did so you burn, get burn, burn, burn <laughs> dead baby. Oh, oh my God. Let's see. Oh. I have to ask, did you get just in Jessica? No, Jessica did not. We no. have we haven't had sex. Oh, okay. I like how you said that though. That's that's we haven't had sex. 
Well, well she had, we, not, we didn't have sex. We're not going to have sex. It, well, I'm, and it's not that I'm not attracted to her or that sure, she's not. Sure. Uh, I mean, she happens to be in a polyamorous marriage, but whatever. Like, you know. It just hasn't I happened. mean, the best way to describe my love life is I have sex with my friends. Oh, my gosh. Not my, all my friends. My ex-girlfriend but, was just not, like you know, that. But, like, but that's kind of the point is yeah. that it's like it's not like, you know, I'm not going out for like strange ass yeah, every yeah, night. Yeah. You know, I don't think it matters. So it's like, again, yeah. I don't think it matters who you're again. If you're honest about it with people and with the people that are in your life, then what does it matter? And I have, I have sex with other people like me. Right. Not like literally like that. <laughs> but like people that, that have the same relationship to sex and relationships. It'd as be I funny do. if we go to intimacy fest and there's just a room full <laughs> of caves. It's just it's a bunch a of clones. Which yeah. is so, so funny because you kind of have the same general features as our actually our friend that was living half in L.A. that we were saying before. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that all uh, his casting calls in L.A. He's trying to get together like a bunch of uh, bearded dark-haired boys with man buns and stuff oh, so i feel like you're, you would actually be like perfect for the skit because he said that he sees the same type of him at so many castings and <laughs> that now he's assembled this posse of like that's men really that all kind of like, like have the same together features together. which yeah. is hilarious yeah. Yeah. and you're kind really of in funny. that too yeah yeah, yeah. so i love yeah, that we're like you show up and you're let's see a bunch of dave's you're like we knew you were a narcissist but this is a little <laughs> over the top you're like, i have sex <laughs> only with me whoa i'm a little curious actually dave um how do you think is the best way for someone like a poly couple to approach a third? Is there is there a specific way that you would uh, give advice to uh, someone who hasn't done that before? Um, well, I would say that the uh, the first thing is consider their level of experience. Yeah. So it'd be way easier to go and try to play with people who already do that. I would say, you know, fish in the pool of people who are gotcha. already doing that. That makes and, sense. And they're out there, you know, especially in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and then if they're, if they've already have someone in mind, um, you know, just again, like it's like this idea, what I talked about with the Bumble thing, like trying to scare people off, like really just, you know, tell them what you're interested in. Now, of course there's like that, but there are friends. What if we, what if they don't like us? I mean, there's yeah. considerations like that, but like the idea is like, you only want to, move forward with them and again when i mean move forward it's like go on a date together maybe like one of you gives each other a massage i mean moving mm -hmm. very 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 slowly right but you only want to move forward with anything if if everybody is like enthusiastically down yeah right because if somebody's not down, not like okay I think I would be okay with that. Or that's this not, will make him happy. Like yeah, I not like I do. wouldn't die. That's right. the bad uh, standard. <laughs> that's right. yeah, most yeah. people like you know, but like, but like, oh no, we've talked about everything. All my fears are on the table, and we understand that I trust everybody here. I trust you got my back. I understand what we're doing. I understand what your intentions are. Right. I understand what's going to happen here, and like, and there's something in it for me. I'm not just doing this to put up with it for you. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. There has to be something in it for both people, all three people. Like, no, two people probably. What's in it for them is they. You know, again, if if assuming it's kind of a a V situation where one person is, you know, the witness and the other person, it, but it might not be. It might be a little threesome situation, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, there's there has to be something in it for everybody. 
And sometimes what's in it for me is just like, I want to go fucking write and spend some alone time. <laughs> go, go do shit. Like, gotcha. I'd like to see you happy. And I don't, oh, I don't want to be the source of that right now. I just would like, go do that. Yeah, because a polyamorous. I get to spend the night by myself or whatever. But a polyamorous relationship doesn't always mean just three people fucking, yeah, you know, you're four right. people or five people yeah, fucking. Yeah, all no, totally. it, it's, it's about uh, having that relationship that is understanding of other relationships. Oh my gosh, that's such sure, a big deal you know? to, to think of like, me somewhere else while my boyfriend was doing something with somewhere else. I feel like that, yeah, I could already tell I'm not enthusiastic. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. like Clearly a varsity not, poly just, move, right? Oh, yeah. is it really? To be yeah. home while your partner's out on a date with somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's right. like step like 90. I was just okay, going to say, yeah. that's not step you one know? out of the gate. Like, we're going to go to uh, Big no, Fair. For a right? lot of people, it is out of the gate, and that's why they screw it up. I mean, yes. I, I don't no. recommend that. I'm not saying, I mean, people have done that and survived, but like, I think a way better thing is, uh, you know, I think threesomes are honestly a great like low hanging fruit option for people, it, regardless if if either one of you is bisexual. Like it can just be fun. Either you just double team somebody, or if you're bisexual, everybody plays together. That's cool, whatever. Um, but you know, threesomes are great, and it could be threesomes don't mean everybody's penetrating each other either. It could mean like you know threesome massage. It could be like like your you and your friend give your partner a massage. Like double forehand massages are fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, you know, and again, that's within the bounds of what people might consider monogamous. And then, you know, one step beyond that would be like doing a massage, but you're all in like underwear. Mm-hmm. And then a step beyond that would be like, you know, cuddling with the three of you and then one of you makes out with her. I mean, whatever. There's like, but these like these increments can be very, very, very slow. Yeah. Even just talking about having a threesome with, with, with people is intimate, you know? And so yeah. it's just like, you really can just like you can take things really slow, and the mistake people make is that they just jump. Right. And and it's like and it's the same thing where they're like, you know, it, it's literally like watching someone cross a street and they're afraid, so they go, "All right, uh, I'm really afraid of this," and they close their eyes and they just run. And then it's bad, yeah. And we understand that that actually happens and it's fucking crazy but you yeah. know that's yeah. i think about that a lot when i see the videos of like man videotapes his wife getting banged by stranger by a stranger and you know they just like found someone off of craigslist and rented a howard johnson's for three hours and that's I'm like, probably oh. just porn. they're probably staged that's probably just porn staged. oh yeah i guess so. she's on the deep end it's called cuckold cucking cuckolding cuckolding we could that's a whole other topic we could talk about oh my gosh okay next episode we'll talk about just but there's people who do cuckolding like in ways that's mindful and and everybody wins and everybody loves it like right. it's it's but my version of that, that of the running into the street is just if they like find someone off of craigslist and then they come to the hotel and then they're like wait i didn't think about this fully and then they sure go crazy yeah and there's also like you're also allowed to change your mind you know like yeah you can be like good like we're gonna bring Bo in and it's uh, gonna be great and and then you're here and you're like i'm having second thoughts right and you're totally allowed to do that you just gotta be honest you just say hey and again if you you would want to pick people that are, are cool with having second thoughts right that's part of it you're like I'm having second thoughts, and and their response is, "Well, you promised." Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's right, not right. Good. That's not good. Their response <laughs> is like, "Oh, well, tell me more about that." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm afraid." Great, like, I want to. I let's just say again that nothing has to happen. Just the fact that we're here talking about this, awesome. Yeah, great. We already oh, won. Oh, Dave, you call me. You down. know, and like, so it's just like, cool. And maybe that is an edge enough. You know, just mm-hmm. sitting there and going like, great. And again, you want to be with somebody who has that kind of patience. You don't want to like bring in someone who's like. Like, eh, come on, let's get it home. Like, no, like it's just <laughs> you like, can't be with a road rage, uh, you know. And it's hard, and it can be hard. <laughs> you know, we, we all do have expectations and hopes and desires, so like that can be a bummer. But like, you're also like about to have a threesome, maybe. 
So like, yeah, it, shut the fuck up. You've got yeah. it. Yeah, you've first got world it. problems. Like, get over it. Yeah. You know? I just read a really good quote that just said, like, every amount of sex that you have should have some degree of love injected mm-hmm. in it. You know, so even just a spoonful of love. It shouldn't just be purely sex for sex reason. And in that situation that you're just talking about, there has to be love for the other person enough to say, like, I can be patient with this. If this isn't working out for you, that's totally okay. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure that we're both on the same page. If that's the situation, if you're in a, in a loving relationship. But even the love, if you're just banging some random person at a festival, you can still have love for them as like a human. It doesn't need to be right. this big, like it's how you were saying before. I like that. There, the expectations shouldn't change in a relationship, like the frequency that you're talking to someone or the level that it's on. I like that too. Like that. And that goes with just having love enough to say like, Hey, we're only going to talk. Every couple of weeks. So. Just a spoonful of love helps the semen. cock go down your mouth. I mean, something like that. <laughs> wow. I think that's how it goes. Isn't I that, think it that, does. That, that. Well, I think it's time for Camper of the Week. Uh, what, what is it time for? Yeah. Camper bum, of the bum, Week. Camper of the Week. Hey. <laughs> camper of the Week. Oh my gosh, you're a quick learner. I love it. Okay, so. <laughs> is there, this was there an actual. Actually, actually there is you, a song. Do you punch in a song there? No. Uh, yes. Yeah, we do. Wait. Ready? Go. Roll call. And now it's time for the Camper of the Week. Hello? Hi, is this Andy? Yeah. Hi, Andy. This Andy. is Meryl and Bo at the Campfire Shit Show. Hey, how's it going? Oh What's my. going on? Thanks for being our Camper of the Week. You are very welcome. My question is, what do you do when it's uncomfortable to sleep with your partner? Because my girlfriend snores all the time, and sleeping with her is no fun. Really? Ooh. Yes. That's juicy. That is a juicy, it's juicy a, one. Not a long-term thing. It's kind of been happening more recently, but it's a the, problem. The relationship or the snoring? Um, probably, well, I don't know. You could probably ask the same question. <laughs> 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 About 10 years now. Actually, it was our 11th anniversary. So wow. 10 years. Yeah, it was our 11th anniversary in uh, the beginning of March. So we've been together for a while. Wow. So she's just developed a snoring thing. So the snoring thing, she doesn't ever know she does it. So I'm not really sure what to do about it. I'll like wake her up in the middle of the night. And I feel bad because I used to be the one to get up really early. But now she's the one to get up really early. So I'll like poke her a few times in the middle of the night. She never remembers that. She doesn't remember snoring. She doesn't remember being poked. Wow. And has she been to the doctor for a physical? Yes. And she's never really done that before. And she doesn't believe me. So... (laughs) At this point, I'm just basically sitting there watching her snore while she's sleeping. So oh my gosh, I would have dark thoughts at night just <laughs> watching someone snore. That's not that's not the way to get engaged. Uh, pretty soon. I think we should let Dave take this. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna hear what Dave says. Um, I am a proponent of like couples physically sleeping apart. I want to yeah. cuddle with my boyfriend and like be with him in the waking hours of you know sleep time, but then in the actual sleep sleep, like I would be happy. In a in like in a cot next next to him or something yeah. like that. A cot? Like, so You're sleeping in a cot now. Or like like I would just a be happier. Bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, like I don't need to physically sleep next to my partner. Do I want to be in the same bed with him at a lot of moments? Yeah, you but can always go and him. visit in the morning and cuddle. Yes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so that's so you don't think there's any like. Uh, intimacy lost if you're not physically in the bed with your partner over well, There's over. intimacy lost if you're hating them. That's true. <laughs> right. If, if you're uh, texting a podcast about... <laughs> yeah. you're, like, you're already beyond I'm help. I'm building right resentment, yeah. sleeping with my wife who snores a lot. What, should I continue building this resentment? Also, isn't snoring kind of like a health 
like there might be things that she can do to improve her overall health. Yeah, too, but she right. probably already feels guilty enough that she snores. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. give her a break, like whatever. That's I mean, true. I don't know. Apparently, I snore sometimes. So know? if you're not getting sleep, it's sleeping with your partner, right? Because they snore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is no loss of intimacy to sleep someplace else. I don't think so. I love, I, I, I love that. I love what happens when. Like I love crawling into bed with someone in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me and if too. you're already in bed with them, it's different. Yes. You know, I love when somebody. If, if that would be amazing, if to sleep, uh, in my ideal scenario, I sleep in separate rooms. Well, in my ideal scenario, is I sleep in. I, I'm in a tiny house right next to my per- partner with a tiny house, but whatever. <laughs> so like separate, actual separate places. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and then, and then she comes in in the morning and like cuddles, and we. we that's how I wake up. That's I like that's that. perfect. I don't. I think sleeping in the same bed is way overrated. If you do, it should be at least a king size bed. First of all, that's yeah. at least crazy what's bigger than a king. I don't California know, like king? two. Ki- no, but California is longer. <laughs> two kings, it's not, it's not wider. Oh, interesting. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like at least separate. It, right, it, it, that's right. that's separation. Enough space Cause to in a get king's, away. In a king size bed, you're not touching each other. Like the only you're like literally only in bed it's in a, name only. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in yeah. In bed together. Yeah. I don't. I think I that's just it, so uh, overrated. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel because uh, I like sleeping in a bed with somebody. I like cuddling. I also like to not cuddle. Oh, I like it too. It's just yeah. that if it's at all inconvenient, and I like the kind of polarity that gets generated when you're sleeping separately. Like you kind of want each other a little more sometimes. Like yes. I like that. That's, that's true. Nice space and time. Yeah, I you know? feel that way. But too. again, I'm not avoiding sleeping in the same bed with them. That's that's totally cool. Right, you know? and it's not a diss on your partner if you sleep. Yeah. Well, what he's addressing is that he there's a cultural thing that says if you sleep in separate beds, you're disconnected. Something's wrong with your relationship. Yeah. If it was just normal to do that, he wouldn't write in. He would just go, "Oh, cool. My wife snores, so I sleep in a different bed." Now, if you're like in a one room apartment in New York City or something, you know, like I get it. There's like, you know, being a couple in the same room is nice financially. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have two bedrooms. But I also would ask, okay, so what would another what would a two bedroom place cost? maybe $500 more. And is that worth it for right. your sanity? Yeah. Or yep. is that worth it for whatever, you know, or well, it seems to be working. My parents have been sleeping in separate bedrooms for all their life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> in separate houses. And uh, although there is no intimacy. <laughs> so they have <laughs> at all. everything. <laughs> my parents sleep in the same bed forever and ever. Like two little like mice, like a happy, I was thinking my parents as like little mice tucked into a little bed, like the same like bed that they've had since like, since I was one. Yeah. I don't know. Two and then and my dad on. snores and they just deal with it. Yeah. Fast forward a week when you're getting an email. Don't call us mice. <laughs> Meryl's mom is oh constantly I love it. writing her like listening to the podcast and then saying like, I don't like that you said this. And it sounds like you're drinking too much. It's like, <laughs> what on earth? Oh, and the last one, because I mentioned that I was not I am not on any birth control and I haven't been for a few years and I just haven't gotten pregnant. And I feel like there's been enough times that it kind of would have been like, oopsies, like so I, there must be something wrong <laughs> with my eggs or whatever. But but you're 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 going you're. Have, he's coming inside you? No. I know your mom's. That's probably a little much for your mom. No, no we've oh, already. That, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, this yeah, Robbie cock is just inside yeah, you, just, just leaking, just, oh, <laughs> just shooting that load so inside. I really. Hope Are you trying my, to get pregnant? No. I'm just curious. No, uh, I wouldn't be. Are you trying to be possessive? I'm not I'm just trying kidding. to be. I just. That's am. a callback to another episode we have. Oh, possessive yes. and pregnant. Okay. There you go. I, I really hope my childhood rabbi is listening to this. I mean, that's kind of weird though. If I'm just curious, I mean, if you're not trying to get pregnant. It seems like you're rolling the pregnancy um, dice. I just like I feel like I, 
I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like it's not going to happen. It sounds like you wouldn't happen. mind if you got pregnant. That's the truth. It is? Oh, this is so good. So good. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later. <laughs> but Does your boyfriend feel the same way that he wouldn't mind if you got pregnant? Um, It wouldn't be the worst thing. In the, I feel like we would deal with it. No, the worst thing is, in the, the, worst thing I, is that Auschwitz kicks up a notch <laughs> and, and we, we start doing that again. Because you're my the, baby. And I was like, we had you because it wasn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then I snap its neck, but like, oh my God. <laughs> and but burned and thrown in the fire. And yeah. then I say, yeah. "Oh, there's that dead baby between us." Oh, oh, hey. oh my goodness! We brought it back. We brought it back. Hey, okay. that that means it's time to do to get done with this. Was, uh, After you're done with the Instagram conversation, yeah, maybe have the conversation of, "Do we want to have a kid?" Okay, you're right. Yeah, that's just my advice. What if, as he's checking out like the really hot girls on Instagram, I was like, <laughs> "Baby, yes or no? What you think?" Like. <laughs> I no. see that you're looking at, uh, <laughs> you know, hot Tanisha 3000. Oh my gosh. Uh, how about we make a baby? It, it, like legitimately, if you looked up like oiled butts or something like that on Instagram, that's oiled like, butts. That seems like a very easy thing to just like access. You know, I mean, I don't know. That seems kind of basic. That's oiled butts. That's, if people are into oiled butts. Yeah, but I mean, okay. Yeah. You know what? We have one this more thing left. We have one more thing left. And it's called a little bit snore. No, a little bit s'more. That's right. <gasps> yes. A dum, 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 little bit s'more. <laughs> I'm going to play you're the song for you, and you're going to be are. like, what the fuck? Yeah, that Dave, was close. I feel like you're, you're very close. You're Great. See my boo and you my bow, and now it's time for a little bit slower. Uh, okay, so this is the part where you tell us something that has been inspiring you lately and give us a little bit more. Oh, a little bit more. Little well, more. I mentioned this guy a couple times in the podcast, so I will plug his podcast because yeah. it's amazing. It's probably the sex ed- sex education that I never got that I continue to get. I'm actually a premium subscriber. I pay for it, whatever. Um, so Dan Savage has a podcast called Savage Lovecast. And Dan Savage is, oh, I consider, and a lot of people consider the father of modern sex advice. Ooh. He's a gay man in his 50s. Yep. He's running a column for 20, 25 years. Uh, and he, so he does a column, but also he's been doing a podcast for like 15 years or something. He's fantastic. He really is. He's amazing. So it's, he just does Q&A. He just takes questions and answers, and that's it. And sometimes he calls people and has dialogue, but most of the time it's just him answering questions. Um, I mean, he's he's he is versed in everything that, you know, like a lot of people are like, you know, a lot of sex advice people were like, are like, great, but they just don't really understand like kink. Uh-huh. Or they don't really understand like polyamory. Or they don't really understand they're just like, they just kind of, he's he really is well-versed in everything in a way that, that really has him be able to actually help people and not leave out a chunk of the population you know what's the name of that it's called savage Lovecast. so okay, i totally recommend awesome. it i mean if it is it is like if you if you think to yourself geez i'd like to get better relationships or i'd like to have i wish there was a course i wish there was like a degree i wish i could have studied this stuff like listen to this guy's podcast i mean there's like he's on episode 500 something wow so there's hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. if you could literally go you know if i had if if i could if I could just like inception style, like <laughs> do this to people that I know, then they yeah. would just listen to me. Yeah. Um, I would have everybody in my life that, that I, which is everybody that I, I mean, everybody that I would want to get better relationships, which is everybody. I would have them go and just, just listen just from the start to finish. Wow. Like really I would, cool. They would, I think it's cause it's also entertaining. It's also like fun. It's easy mm-hmm. to digest. I mean, there's other ways to learn about relationships, but I think bang for your buck like this will teach you about relationships, sex, uh, using your words, the gender roles, all like, you know, kink, non-monogamy, whatever you want. 
uh, it's it's just a comprehensive like once you actually get enough of and you start seeing the patterns you start like you know you can like oh I would answer this way and you see what he says and it's just great uh, so Savage Lovecast I think is is great I wish everybody would listen to it I think the world will be a, a much better I place at least more dateable for me anyways <laughs> see the publicist in me is already like can we book him for Intimacy Fest and who's the sponsor <laughs> and who's the yeah yes. I'm, I'm into it that's awesome he's a big deal I couldn't book he, Dan Savage for Intimacy don't say you can't don't you say you can't, can't. <laughs> the next segment is don't say you can. <laughs> don't say don't you say can. Can't. You say what you're thinking of doing, and Bo and I either neg you yeah. or oh uh, or do that. Do you have anything else for? No, I, I just wanted to say this has been awesome. I we know, really I appreciate uh, everything you said, and it really was uh, very. Uh, informative. We're Thank gonna have you really back on for some updates. Yeah, yeah. Will you please? Absolutely. I would love to talk about. Yes. I would love to po- yeah. talk about uh, how you've applied some of these things. Yes, I would love that. And Maybe it, we'll have you on for like a, a winter formal or something. And a lot of times, it, it's not. You know, it's not always. Uh, you know, it can be rough and mm. rocky when you do that. So if it, you know, can be, you can call me. Okay. If you need some help. Why are you support. winking at me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> call me into your relationship. <laughs> We've got a jack between us. Oh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I'd love to. I, I, I this idea of like being philosophically polyamorous is actually really interesting Ooh. I'd love to mm. okay we want to be your you, gerbils if you would be my test study okay, for that yes. I would mm. love that okay because I would because it's way cooler if I can be like tell a story about a friend versus yep. like this is my idea but I fuck everybody already so I don't give a shit and like it'd right. be way cooler to have a monogamous couple actually right because I could say with full conviction like we both do not have any plans to really like go out there or yeah. you know and I, I could I think we're solid on that so we would be a good uh, philosophical only couple for you yeah. Well, we'll be waiting to hear more about that now. You could even go to the. You could even go to the. I mean, th- we'll talk about this more. But like, you could go to the extent of like planning dates with fictional people, and then oh, they go yeah. out and you know come back, and you're like, "How was it?" And you mean like Carmen San Diego or something? Like the mine would be like Carmen San Diego. She's a fox. We're going out with Carmen San Diego tonight. A fictional. Character. I would get yeah. all dressed up. And I'm like, "Oh, LL is outside. Like, LL Cool J. That's right. That's my. Yeah, that's. that's you have an obsession. That's the problem. Not obsession. I admire LL for his oiled butts. Oiled butts. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah, I would be. So, you know, so, yeah, you go out with LL Cool J, you know, and then you go into, like, dinner with your friends or something like that and come back. And then he's like, how was it? And you're like, like, oh, damn, damn, like, damn, LL was, like, all up on that ass, son. (laughs) Or whatever, you know. And, again, even that might make him feel uncomfortable, but you're playing in territories that are safe. Yeah. You know, like, and, again, he might come back with, like, yo, I just went with, like, Scarlett Johansson. Me and Scar Joe were, like... (laughs) She would suck on my dick, yo. Whatever. I mean, uh, whatever uh, the thing is, like, but I'm whoever just saying, this like, person is, is they've got some sort of ethnic quality. I know. To both I don't know why. know why I put on that. Puerto like, Rican? What is going yeah, on here? It's like Mar- Martha Stewart. Like, yeah. I think there'll be a funny sketch where it gets like more and more. And mine's like Captain Kirk. I think yeah. LL Cooley was more of like black culture, and then Scarlett Johansson got into a little Latina yeah. thing. I don't yeah, know I why. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but, uh, accent, baby. Yeah. But yeah, but like, go there and see what happens. And again, you know, like calibrate, regulate it to like where that edges you don't have to go crazy yeah but again you're playing in safe territory because you're not actually out banging other people right and find out what that is you know or like you know watch porn but what's gonna happen so you watch porn together so the first thing people are gonna do when they watch porn together is you're not gonna you're gonna go for like oh whatever's showing up on the front page of porn or something and then and then when you get a little comfortable you go show me your favorite porn and then they're like oh my god i don't know and then like show me the porn that you like that you think other people don't like. Oh, right? I like and that. And you can kind of get layers. And again, you're sharing this with them too. It's not just right. like a one-way interrogation, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, you're sharing this with them and it's kind of vulnerable. You're like, ooh, like, 
where does that come from? Like, oh, well, like when I was a kid, like I thought it was sexy to like be stripped down by a doctor or whatever. Right. I don't fucking know. I'm just really. Wait, into how do you know? I'm just really into burn victims. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's whatever, thing. you know. Um, so but like that's the kind of stuff you can explore like gently and know that it's like tricky territory, but it's a lot less tricky than banging other people. And I like stuff. that. See, I need to even work on what porn I like more because lately I've just been googling like lasagna recipes and like it really has not been lasagna porn it's more like it's so just italian you. No, it just keeps Are coming you italian up you're just doing yeah, it. I like noodles. it's just endless pictures of garfield you're like Aw. yeah i feel like my stuff has not been very spicy lately so i need, to spice, I need to spice it up mentally first yeah. here and then report back to my jack kitchen. has no idea what's coming for him oh yeah i i think that's true and i think there's also you you know what you like i do and you're just not admitting it. <laughs> I, I, like, I think that's on. probably true. I, I think definitely that's probably true. Yeah. You can start with the stuff that you know is there that you right. just uh, don't feel comfortable sharing. I've just forgotten right about it. I need to get the, the old shoes out of the closet and shine them. The old, the old, old <laughs> erotic shoes out of the closet. <laughs> uh, those old scrap of things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And give one last mention to where people can find you. And also, if they want to, like, Go to Intimacy Fest and all the yeah. All if the they want to get Intimacy stuff. Fest, uh, IntimacyFest dot com, which you can find out more about that. Tickets actually just went on sale this week, so nice. Uh, it's June twenty first to the twenty fourth. Um, and Tira, it's like an hour east of San Diego. Now, do people pay and with like uh, cash or just like eye contact or something? Or? They, pay, they pay with eye contact. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of eye contact. So you get ready. Hello. Um, no, it's uh, uh, you know, just um, just just your soul here. <laughs> Bitcoin or something. <laughs> I don't want much. But um, we yeah, take soul. It's, uh, yeah, but it's fun. It's 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 like all inclusive type thing. We provide food and everything. It's great. It's awesome. Like, they, they, tickets start at four hundred bucks. So cool. It's pretty reasonable. Um, festivals go anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they can just hit me up and find me at Buddhism. They can like a contact page, whatever. And that's B O O D A I S M. Cool. That's right, folks. You're awesome. Thank you so here much for being here. Yeah, you're the best. I'm Buddhish. Oh yeah, yeah. Aww. You're a Buddhist. Yeah, I'm a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buddhist. Well, we'll see about that. Yes. Okay. Well, until next yeah. time, guys. Thanks so much for Thank tuning you. with us and Dave. Yay. Bye, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Klimo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stock. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.